1: Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood is right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common that you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, anorexia nervosa, bulimia and or obesity, depending upon your job or role, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have any of these side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood. Shut up and take it. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. That's always so depressing.
2: And at some point, you're going to figure out what a pair of Japanese rain goggles means. I mean, oh, God, that was a weird day.
1: I really want to know what that means now. Um, G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the (laughs) the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. One of the things, actually, I really do want to talk about is uh, a little bit about bullshit in Hollywood. But we'll get into that in a sec. Right. So I'd like to welcome to the show, of course, my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Paul mm-hmm. Michael Good G'day, Paul.
2: Hello, people. And I'm currently like drain, keep trying to keep my nose from being three times the size. It's what some happened sort
1: of, to your nose?
2: Some sort of an infection or something like that. But yeah, so How it uh, is? it's draining. Great. Okay. So.
1: Sounds fantastic. I
2: know. You gotta awesome.
1: love days like that.
2: <sighs> so I have yep. to
1: tell I have to tell you I had a conversation I know we usually go into news yeah. and this and that. Um, here's a quick sum up of the news in Hollywood. Most of the stories are bullshit. People pay to have them planted, and whoever says that they're dating someone else probably isn't. They have a secret boyfriend or girlfriend on the side that isn't in the entertainment industry, or is, but we always hide it. And the person that you think they're dating is just some bullshit drummed up by a publicist to get some PR and go on a red carpet. All right, now, <laughs> that's a pretty quick sum up.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: I had a conversation the other yesterday, actually, with a gentleman I'm trying to do business with. I don't want to say who it is, but he's actually a shockingly well-known fellow. But he's kind of been on the fringes of Hollywood. Like He's, he's dealt a little bit with the industry and this and that. And he started telling me this story, and I'm trying to pick up uh, one of his shows right now. And... I was a little bit like I, I was pretty astounded, and usually when I deal with people, they're pretty happy to be, you know, getting a show made or this or that. And he just he sounded, um, he sounded really, really wary, which is really odd to me because I'm not Weary used to dealing
2: of you.
1: Yeah, like, but not normal. Afraid of me? There are lots of people that are afraid of me. A totally yeah, different kind of afraid. Yeah, I was going to say that. Me. Really?
2: Have you used your eyes lately? Have you never <laughs>
1: Okay, there are lots of people that are afraid of yes, me, but not that kind of afraid reason your assistant
2: keeps throwing stuff at you. you know, right, so <laughs> yeah, I'm kind reason.
1: of an asshole, that's not what, but that's not what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and he started talking to me about this experience he had with a management company. And this management company signed him, sent him out to pitch a show, mm-hmm. and he went to about 25 meetings. He said, you know, a third of them said, well, what else do you have? which is Hollywood's way of saying we don't like this show us something else. Right. A third of them were hardcore interested and about a third were maybes. Now, out of that number, if you have that many people interested, if you have seven interested, um the people everyone talks, it's a really small place. So everyone knows there are other people interested in your show, which is a quicker and way to very get it catty. S- Yeah, which is a quicker sure. way to get it snapped up. Um but not one person picked up this show. Now, this show has gone on to be quite popular, by the way no one at this time this is years ago oh yeah um, okay. i was gonna had, i was
2: about to ask was this okay. this is years ago yeah i'm trying um, to figure no, out where it is in the timeline mm.
1: nobody would pick up this show and he said well this my manager slash producer i'm like what What the fuck is a manager slash producer <laughs> he's like um and so I, i've seen where this is like gone wrong just like this, I've I've already got a clear vision of where this has gone wrong, yeah, but I'm letting and, him tell
2: this. And story. I've known I've known people I've known producers who've done producing for twenty years who still don't know what the, the job actually is. So <laughs> yeah. you
1: know, okay. But he's like the producer slash manager. I was like, what the fuck is a producer slash manager? I'd like to remind everyone during this story, while I just swore, every time we use bad language, uh we donate money to the Boys and Girls <laughs> Club of America. <laughs> the humane Buk, society of america Buk, and free Buk, mma Buk, which is a martial arts Buk, group that gives free martial arts Buk, to anyone that wants to Buk, do it so Buk, um Buk. i'd like to, <laughs> to everyone of that paul no matter how good you are at that you're never going to beat sean patrick Flannery. i'm he not did it trying <laughs> I,
2: don't have the, I don't have the skills for it plus it would <laughs> take up like how long he did make...
1: it the entire I show and did it was take a... a little more every time he does that Okay. <laughs> that, for those that don't know That is my assistant Alexis She's uh, always listening in the background And likes to pipe in from uh, and get it But she's the one that has to count Every time oh. Paul swears
2: Alexis, I'm saying fuck for the children
1: <laughs> He's doing it for the children, Alexis Think those of the children can't go in the same sentence ever <laughs> <laughs> No, money goes to the children and animals, Alexis Do you not like children yeah. and animals?
2: Yeah and She's not answering. She's okay.
1: done. <laughs> so he's telling me this story only in Hollywood where those <laughs> those things
2: those words can go together and actually mean something positive.
1: Exactly. Mm. Um, so he's telling me this story, and this management group he's with represented him, but they also had a production side. Now, part of the reason unions exist, I'm going to turn into teacher mode for anyone that uh, doesn't know this. This is one of the things I talk about when I do panels or when I do lectures or, you know, whatever, when I talk at schools. Something I explain to people is the reason that the studio system failed is because when you represent a person and you are putting the film together, you're worried about the bottom line. So you'll undercut your own actors, you'll underpay your own crew, and people are stuck. It literally forces them almost into an, a position of indentured servitude, which is why the unions came up. Now, the unions—you can work outside the union even if you're a union. You just waiver it; not a big deal. I'm with like three unions, and I work with them sometimes. Most of the time, but I have worked outside as favors to friends. Um but I, I I keep up on my union stuff and you don't always have to, even if you haven't paid your union stuff in 10 years and decide you want to work union, they're great about letting you back in. Uh, it's just hard to get in in the first place. Mm. But the way the unions, the reason the unions exist is to stop that kind of exploitative behavior because Hollywood exploits you enough. It really does. <laughs> like, Hollywood is a really small place. So the two rules I always tell people don't bullshit about what you've done or who you know because if I don't know that person I know someone that does the indie world is actually very much the same it's surprisingly small um, the studio world is surprisingly small if you just film in general it's a small place if you've legitimately done something we can check <laughs> like I may not know you but you know I know someone that does Paul may not know you but he knows someone that does
2: mm-hmm we have eyes. We're watching Ex- everything.
1: Work. Exactly. So, so don't come up with bullshit. Don't try and sell that. That's number one. And number two, um, if a manager or an agent is making money off of you in any other way than representing you, you're getting fucked. The only way your agent is supposed to make money is by you working. Right. There should be a contract that essentially says, you know, we'll get you this many auditions and this and that. Mm-hmm. Then you get a voucher from the job and your agent will give you the money. That's right. the standard.
2: And that's an agent. Now a manager is a little, a uh, little nah, bit different. Blah, blah. Well, yeah. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> a Management companies scarier. Yeah. Ma- managers are a little scarier. They're more entangled in your life and a whole bunch. But in essence, they still make their money off of you making money. Um, If you are with a company that is an agency, and on top of that, they have a production side, they're then stabling their productions from their own agency, which means their vested interest is for getting you for as little money as possible, because that's what any production does. Like, I know it, Paul knows it, everyone knows it. We want to spend as little money as possible, because that means there's a bigger return. Mm -hmm. That's a given.
2: And that's just basic economics.
1: Essentially, yeah, it works that way in any business. So if you have an agent that also has a production company, you have a conflict of interests, and that is rebuilding. That is literally a copy of the old studio system and why unions, unions were invented. That's bad. Um, so this guy that was with this agent, this manager slash producer, this management company that also had a production side, had sent him out for these meetings and then had him writing scripts on spec Mm. for months and months and months and months and months. And of course, it went from we'll give you this to we'll, you know, to, to knocking down what they're willing to give him from we'll give you 50 grand to we'll give you 20 grand to we'll give you 10 grand and it's going backwards. Well, they're also his management company. Like they're, they're his agents essentially. And they sent him a letter. They basically spammed him and sent him this thing that said, "Well, if you don't respond no to this letter, we represent you." Okay, but spamming someone is not signing a contract. I just want to be clear. I what? want everyone to under. Seriously, gets worse. Um, I'm I'm like halfway to tears and halfway so laughing, true. talking to him. I'll tell you who it was during the break, <laughs> and you you <How>? know him. <laughs> like it was, it's well, really bad. Okay, first
2: of all, yeah, I can see people believing that. Like, they get, the, they get the thing, and you know, because people are gullible, you know, people send money to a Nigerian prince, you know, I mean, come on, you know.
1: But if you, well, this is from, and, you know, he's saying, well, they have offices and this and that, like, they, he needs to report them to the union, because I'm guaranteeing you these people aren't union and what they're doing is wrong. Right, um, right,
2: and right, but, you know. But
1: if, if there is an agent or a manager that has a production company, you have a conflict of interest. The unions exist to stop that shit. If you have an agency, like uh, there are some of them, like John Robert Powers, where they're like we'll be your agent and we'll teach you how to do this and we'll teach you how to do that. We're gonna represent you. Just pay for these classes.
2: Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If your manager you know, your your manager or agent should not be sending you to their photographer. Yep. Manager or agent should not be sent to their publicist. There should be a distinct. They should they should fight a little bit. They should. They really yeah. should.
1: Now, there is there are places like um, Elite Models. I was with them for a bit. Um, William Morris, CAA, uh, Cre- uh, Creative Artists International. Big agencies do everything in-house, meaning your publicist, your agent, your manager. Everything comes in-house, but they're all paid by a percentage of what you work. You're not handing them money. Um, and if your agent or manager, if you're in a position where they're like, hey, go to this photographer and you say, no, I want to go to someone cheaper. Or better. Yep. You
2: know,
1: and they have a problem with that. That's not a manager. That's somebody making money off of all aspects of you wanting to get into the entertainment industry.
2: Right, it re- it's a hell of a lot easier to make money off of naive actors than it is to actually make money up of Hollywood.
1: Yeah. It, it sounds terrible.
2: Yeah. But
1: if, there was if you st- ever. There's hmm? a
2: thing called print models out here. They'd put these signs up on all the telephone poles down, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard and stuff like that and charge you $180 and send you to different classes. Then you'd wind up being like audience work on Judge Judy, which there's nothing wrong with doing audience work on Judge Judy, but if that's. If you paid $180 to do so.
1: There, there are plenty of agents and places where you can get extra work. That's not yeah. a bad thing.
2: It's called like, central wanna, casting, people.
1: Yeah, Tuesdays go and Thursdays. It's great. It's actually great. It's a great way to make a few bucks on the side. It's really good, honest work. And you'll find that most actors, actually, I don't know any actors, big or small, that have not done extra work. The same as I've never met a producer that didn't do PA work. There are places that you start and extra work's a good way to start. Mm-hmm. Make friends with the crew, make friends with people there.
2: Figure out what to do on a set, what not to do on yep. a set. Yeah.
1: You don't need to pay for it. Go, you can actually get paid, go be an extra, and then learn how to be on a set. We have to go to break. When we come back, Paul and I are gonna bitch some more about this. <laughs> mm. I'm Soma Helene. We're on with my co-host, host and Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland We'll be right All back it. after this. Ah.
3: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan. And I do want to say, um, Paul, I'm going to have you pick a question while I give a quick thank you to the people that kind of glue me together and keep me looking decent for, you know, red carpets and events. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to Adrian Alcantar Hair Studio. Thank you for always making me red carpet ready. I have this halo thing that I have to put in my hair every time I go, and he makes me look wonderful, even though I look like hammered poop beforehand. Um, Aspen Mills Bread Company, thank you very, very much. You give a lot of money to charity, and we appreciate that. Scott Haskin, thank you for the beautiful intro music. Flat Black Art Supplies, again, one of our friends that gives a lot of money to charity. Aloft Seattle SeaTac Airport Hotel, and the same with phoenix uh aloft hotel two wonderful wonderful hotels i know paul and i had a great time when we stayed there love talking love the at little Comic-Con. soaps they
2: have their soaps <laughs> the, <great laughs> the little favorite. soaps yeah. yeah
1: i love oh I, I really like aloft it's really mod i like it um queen Capilani hotel off-road rentals you <laughs> always give us our giveaways thank you very very much for our weekly free atv rides griggs vacuums um you end up on this list because you are alexis's grandfather Vinyl styles, print and designs, if you need things to put on your windows, cars, wraps, anything like that, it's great um, and a great way to advertise. And, of course, the New Palm Springs Diet from our friend Dr. Russ. Um, Great way to lose weight, great way to get ready for the red carpets, and great way to suppress your appetite. It's a sublingual spray, so if you guys are looking to lose some weight... Go grab the New Palm Springs Diet. It's on Etsy. It's on Amazon. It's everywhere. It's a really great way to lose weight. And our giveaways are from Off-Road Rentals and True Rest Float Spas, which are these great capsule float spa things in Sedona and Las Vegas. Paul, what is our question for this week?
2: The mantra of Master Ken, at the end, near the end of a fight, what is the last thing that you do?
1: dun 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 so you can go to one of our previous shows we've had master ken on um he's played by a wonderful actor named matt page you can go back ha- listen to our show and find out what the rule is or you can jump on to uh, into the dojo uh, into the dojo show or anywhere on type in master ken um, and tell us what matt page as master ken says what is the final thing you have to do the
2: last thing that you do to make sure your opponent is defeated
1: Hi-ya! <laughs> i like i like i like him matt page is a really cool guy um so yeah so i'm not allowed to share the We i know we were talking before the break i'm not allowed to share who the uh who the person was but i told you you'd know who, who it was when uh when we were talking the uh so so the rule is guys if you want to get into entertainment yes you're going to have to pay for headshots but you should be able to choose your photographer you should probably have some acting classes, but you can go to an improv group. You can do a lot of things. One of the best ways to get okay with public speaking, um, join the Toastmasters or go do stand-up. If you're, Open mic nights are a great place. I've got boot off stage plenty of times. <laughs> open mic nights are a great place to get past any kind of fear. There are a lot of ways that don't cost you any money to get into doing it. Doing extra work on set is a great way to learn how a set operates, and everyone's done extra work. Same yep, as everyone e- that's pretty, yeah. <laughs>
2: even even me, and uh, I think my best work, my best week of extra work, I work with uh, Kevin Smith, Michael Bay, and Paul Thomas Anderson all in the same week.
1: I think I just got, like I just got excited. That's really cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. <laughs> yep it's a can. great. You can see my ass in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. You can see my ear in Punch Drunk Love. And uh, you can't see shit in that uh, BMW commercial that Michael Bay was doing. So.
1: <laughs> but that's something I think people miss. A great way to learn how to operate on a set, go through central casting. Um, and they're not paying us to say this. Like, I don't get paid by central casting. Paul doesn't get paid by central casting. Oh, but, no. <laughs> but I do pick people up. Um, I've I uh, even backstage West. If you want to do some indie work, is a great place to pick up some work. At least if you're in the states. But find a reputable place that does extra work. It's a great place to pick it up. Do not. I'm going to repeat this again. Do not. Do not pay to get work. If someone says, "Come join our agency. We will represent you. We will. Uh, you will pay our photographers to take your photos," and You'll pay for our classes. You're getting screwed. Mm-hmm. That's so, simple. Simple as but... Yeah,
2: that's the simplest way. All right. But, you know, as we see by the intro, there, Hollywood will find a way to screw you.
1: Yeah, but we screw you differently. These aren't people that are in Hollywood. If someone's charging you for this shit, mm-hmm. you aren't going to be working with interta- with Hollywood itself. You're not. hmm
2: well, yeah, because you're not actually dealing with somebody who's in Hollywood.
1: Not at all. And you're not even... So Hollywood breaks up into the studio world, the indie world, and then somewhere in the middle is this really cool crossover range. You'll find that people that came up in the indie world can do 50 things. People that came up in the studio world can do one thing. <laughs> like, it's because they're supposed to be movable cogs from one right. set to another. Yeah. But even if you've come in the up the indie world, the rules on set are the same. The rules and the language and everything you need to know, because there is a whole different language, um, it's all the same. And the important part is, if you're doing a job, if you're producing, or if you're an AD, or if you're a director, whatever, everyone does things very much the same way, because you have to be a movable piece. You have to move from one set to another, and you have to know your job. In the Indie world, people do more than one job, But they still know how to do those jobs completely, or at least they should. If you're dealing with someone that is asking you for money like that, or trying to stable out through their own management company, you're not dealing with anyone in the studio or the indie world. The indie world is a lot tougher than the studio world. I I do have to be honest there.
2: To make money, to make a living, to make a car payment, yeah. (laughs)
1: But yeah. some of but some of the films that come out are much better.
2: And yeah. some of them are way worse.
1: Way worse, yeah. yeah. So it's a 50, it's a crapshoot either way. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're studio, it doesn't matter if you're indie. What does matter is that you make sure you're dealing with legitimate people.
2: At least the studio, when something blows up every once in a while, to keep you from falling asleep. You know, I mean, it's just that.
1: That's true. But even in the porn industry, there are rules. I've had, I've talked right. to people that are trying to like get into in the, the porn, porn industry,
2: industry every, every, every once in a while, something blows up so you don't fall asleep. So, you know,
1: but again. that's it. Mm-hmm. So all of these industries kind of intersect in a middle section. Porn crosses into film, crosses into indie. So studio indie and porn, actually, it all just kind of centralizes on Ron Jeremy. He does all three. Um, <laughs> but other than Ron, like that, that I think he's the only three way crossover there, unless you can think of someone else.
2: I, yeah, I was trying, but that didn't work out. But you know, I think <laughs> he's probably the most successful in all, all in three. all the categories. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Ron would be the best example. He's done all three. But if you, but if somebody's asking you, pay me money to put together a real few. Like I had one girl write in a while back uh, a question. It was actually for Paul, and I ended up answering it because it's kind of a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Um, So I didn't pass it on to you, but the question was, this guy, I wanted to get into, you know, I wanted to get into adult film. This guy was going to charge me some money and help me put together a reel and he was going to star in it with me. And he's only charging me $5,000.
2: I don't know anybody who makes five thousand dollars <laughs> in porn anymore. I don't. I, I don't, I don't I well, he's don't. charging
1: this girl five thousand dollars for him to have sex with her mm-hmm. to make a reel for her uh-huh. to to do porn. I was right. like, it's really easy to do porn. Like, it's,
2: All it's, right. ladies, if this ever comes up, if you ever run into this thing, the only way for dudes to get into porn now these days is you have the girl that everybody wants to see have sex on camera. And that girl says, I only want to have sex with him. Because nobody wants to use a new ding-ding.
1: Unless it's Jesse. Well, everyone likes Jesse James.
2: Well, yeah, but she can, like I (laughs) said, she has the power. As Not Jesse
1: Jane, Jesse James.
2: The motorcycle guy?
1: No, there's a porn guy. There's a Jesse James, a James Dean, and a Jesse Jane. This is getting really confusing. Uh Anyway, (laughs) the James Dean guy.
2: Yeah, but okay. It seems that you're you're talking about somebody who's established. So yes. this is what I mean. When I'm talking, you know, new ding ding big problems, mm. or as we say, new dick big problems, because um, you just don't. They, there's so much hinges on it, you know. I mean, to the point where I work uh, with an actor who apparently had a pump and who uh, had a testicle removed and they had a pump a pump put in. Yeah, you
1: got to be able
2: dedication. It's... You need people.
1: It's there it's more go. if you can masturbate in a room I full wish of people.
2: I was kidding. I wish I was kidding. <laughs> and that's not something you can practice for, by the way. Okay.
1: <laughs> Unless you're masturbating in a room full of people. Um,
2: Again, not something you can
1: practice for. <laughs> Without going to jail.
2: The people not- on the bus do not want to see it. Put it away. <laughs>
1: It is a really hard industry to get into. Indie but, uh, film people think it's a, an easy industry. It's easy to make your well, own It's
2: easy to get in there yeah it, you know it's hard to get any money out.
1: See I have to disagree Paul and I'm sorry I have to say it this way there's a difference between legitimate indie and my friend has a camera and we're gonna make a film.
2: True but I mean like I said I, I mean I've been in a bunch of I, I worked in a bunch of movies that want to do the Sundance thing thing you know where yeah okay we're gonna get it in uh we're gonna make this we're gonna edit it, do it all that we're gonna put it in the Sundance and but da don't and this is kind of a sad story because the only because I didn't even know I was just a PA on this thing thing uh but the only movie that ever made the dream uh had a pretty good cast at a really good cast a really good budget and then the director was murdered a few days before the uh end of Sundance submissions was so
1: yeah, That's a really good way to get it done is doing memory of. I'm I, I sorry to sound callous. I would have sold the shit out of that film. Just on the... <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm going I to hell. I don't help. think
2: the director met, had a problem with that, you know? Because, again, she had to leave behind a legacy for her kids at that point.
1: Yeah, know? I would have sold the shit out of that film. Um, but, again, I'm sorry I'm a terrible person. If someone's charging you money... Yeah,
2: movies now, a Broadway musical now. So, I mean, I... <laughs>
1: Good job. Yeah. Yay, then.
2: Yeah, a waitress. So, uh, I think that's what it's called on Broadway. But yeah, the Carrie Russell film. She is a delight, by the way.
1: I believe that. the uh, Yeah, but so if you want to get into legitimate film people, if someone's trying to charge you money like that, they're full of shit. You're supposed to be waiting tables to survive, not to pay your manager.
2: Okay. So.
1: Um, and what's more important than an agent, even an agent and a manager today, is mm. a social media presence. With a good enough social media presence, you can get a decent agent. Get a publicist in order. The world's changed. Social media, publicist agent. I know that's not the standard order, but you can do it better that way than you can any other way now. Um, mm. And I have a whole bunch of agent friends that listen to this that I'm going to get some hate mail from. When we come back, we're going to be on with David Winters. He was uh, born in England. He's an English American. He's a, uh, an actor, dancer, choreographer. Is there a little producer. plane flying around
2: your head or something? What's that? Uh,
1: there is. There's a plane going over right right now. Um, he's participated in over 150 television series, specials, motion pictures. He's noted to be the first dance choreographer to be nominated in the history of the Emmys in the special classifications of an individual achievements. Uh, Category before outstanding achievement in uh, choreography was created. Uh, So I'm really, really excited. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with Paul Michael Boland, host of the Militant Moderate. We'll be right back.
3: stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspiring really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com if you are interested in real estate in america's largest city or anywhere be sure to listen for good morning new york real estate with vince rocco Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: Tune in to the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
1: G'day, g'day guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. We're actually waiting on uh, David Winters. One of the things I got excited about was he was in West Side Story. He was mm-hmm. a member of the Jets. He played one of the newer members, <coughs> kind of the group clown, and yeah, his best friends and, with Baby and, John.
2: And, and it was a, was a, was a, a different time. Uh, his character name was A-Rap.
1: Mm-hmm. He find, And he ends up uh, hiding and crying over Ruth's death. Um,
2: and it's then when been Angela a really starts, long you know, time since yeah, I've the, seen it too, so I got nothing. I
1: really like it, but he stands up for, uh, Arab stands up for him and nearly gets into a fight with action until Ice breaks it up. So if you guys haven't seen West Side Story, it's a damn good, damn good film. The classic film It was uh, with Natalie Wood playing a Hispanic woman. Really it it did a lot of things that you couldn't get away with today, but it's a very, very good It's a very, very, very good film. Now um, there's
2: a little brown face going on in it. Sorry kids. Yeah but you know hey you know what are you gonna do? Well
1: it's a different day and age.
2: That's what I mean. It's a different day and age and they've already shot it. So what are they gonna do? Go back and change it?
1: You'd be surprised. They want to do that. They want to go back and uh, take cigarettes out <laughs> and put different things in.
2: This if is much a- harder to digitally, you know, this isn't like turning walkie uh, shotguns into walkie-talkies like they did in E.T. You know, this is a- appearance of actors, so it'll just look weirder.
1: I don't know. I find the whole thing odd. Anyway, we're waiting for him. Um, mm-hmm. One of the questions I got in on Twitter I'm looking at this right now. Is I've paid a lot of money. Oh wow! So this person doesn't want me to say the name. They've paid a lot of money towards agents, towards managers.
2: Uh, what do I I'm do? I'm sorry, you're not going to get that money back.
1: You you got screwed. There's really no way around that.
2: Sorry, kids. Uh, I don't One know. question
1: what... is for Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm a guy that wants to get into porn. What do I do?
2: Uh, I think I outlined it earlier you find a girl that everybody wants to see uh, have sex on camera and you convince that girl that when she goes into porn she only wants to work with you or you start producing your own stuff you know one way or the other you got to prove that you that uh, you can uh, rise to the occasion and that occasion could last up to 45 minutes surrounded by large men who look like me who are staring at you and resenting the fact that you aren't working fast enough because their lunch is getting cold. <laughs> okay.
1: But that's that's it. You you gotta do that. Um for the lady that wrote in and said,
2: And yeah, it's so one industry where a bring a film. parent to work day is just the weirdest thing. <laughs> but.
1: For the lady that was saying it's not part of the film industry, porn is a huge part of the film industry. Mm. Um Vivid Vivid was owned by Paramount for quite a while, and I think it belongs to Disney. Disney is one of the largest purveyors of pornography in the world. Yeah, we... Is that a secret?
2: <laughs> no, it's one of those things you're not supposed to say out loud.
1: I guess I just don't... It is a part of the film industry, boys and girls. Don't get me wrong, it's not healthy for growing minds, but for adults, who gives a damn?
2: Yeah, if you're an adult, sit back. Watch 10-inch Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's fun.
1: You have my attention. 10-inch Mutant Ninja what now?
2: <laughs> yes, uh, Heroes with a coxwell Turtle Penis. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I really got to give it a hand to the guys over at woodrocket.com, which you can see that completely for free and completely okay. So, you know, and it's okay. So, there you
1: go. You know, I, I got a i got to ask you, this is one of the oh, things,
2: oh with boy.
1: those kind of films, I know we're waiting on a guy, like, we're waiting on David Winters, I think he's in Thailand, Alexis is on the phone with him right now, we're trying to hook that together. Um, he was
2: last seen in Thailand.
1: He was mm. last seen in Thailand, yes. Okay. Um, and I know we should be talking about West Side Story, but I have about 30 write right now about porn, <laughs> and asking how, how is this, why, why are we defending it, and why do we keep saying it's part of the film industry?
2: Why not? Okay, Lay- it, it is
1: part of the film industry.
2: How many billions does it make a year? And I'm not the only one buying the stuff. Believe me. Yeah, it's not all just me. All right, and some of that stuff I ain't buying. Mm-mm. No.
1: I I I don't see a problem. With, I mean, the I think I haven't really seen much porn or almost any. I did watch a section from the Brady Bunch movie that was a porn. That was uh. interesting.
2: Oh, that that uh, directed by the wonderful Will Ryder. Nice really? Track. Yes, yes. Get it? Will Ride Her. Oh, that's funny. Bo oh, bum, Yes. Okay.
1: Why does everyone in the industry have names like that?
2: Uh, well, we don't really want to use our real ones because, you know, you will have that. There will be those crazy people like, uh, let's see. I saw my face on a website and it says, this is a porn whore who uh, rebukes the will of God and God will put, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it does kind of bring out the crazies, but those tend to, those crazies tend to, you know, have more porn than most of us. But uh, I've
1: distributed, I've never had anything to do with it, but I've distributed the stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's, and you kind of have a, kind of have a catchy name, you know? I, I mean, I like mine. I couldn't believe that somebody hadn't taken it. You know, Peter O'Toole. Why would you not do that? Now it turns out there is a guy who does I think I don't want to I don't if he's not if this isn't right so, but he's a male actor in porn in Britain I don't know if he's still active but he goes by Peter oh, tool uh nice yes so his IMDb page and my IMDb page cat really weird together cuz I think he does uh I think he I think he's in gay porn I'm not sure Sure, which means he's making more money than the guys in straight porn. So,
1: gay for pay pays more. Gay porn and gay for pay pays
2: a lot more. Even though some people are straight for pay, so that's true too. Uh-huh. That's just because they're not willing to, you know, have everybody in their family know that they're in that. You know, people still it's it's still a journey. They're just not ready to come out to their parents. <laughs>
1: I know, but it shouldn't be a journey. I'm, I'm sorry to say it that way. It's, this shouldn't be a fucking problem. No, it
3: shouldn't.
2: It shouldn't, but, you know, it is. You know, because at the end of the day, it's just you and your in front of them going, yep, sorry, uh, or uh, I'm this. This. And no, it shouldn't be a problem. You know?
1: i don't know the best one i ever heard was um my brother his best friend came out to him they've been friends since they were little little kids Mm -hmm. and his friend calls him is like and Lannon's like this was not a surprise just to be clear but the way he came out to landon was it's like it wasn't a surprise we all knew but whatever Mm -hmm. um and he calls he's like hey landon how are you he's like i'm great thanks chris how are you mate he's like i'm gay and it's like well that's an interesting way of doing it <laughs>
2: uh he just takes the band-aid and just tears it right off doesn't
1: well, he he's it's a very it's australian way of doing it it's, it's like i'm gay <laughs> I'm, i've no, had a goes,
2: few people i've had a few people come out to me and uh, i think i was only ever really surprised by uh, one That's it just one.
1: Oh, i beg your pardon it was i'm gay thanks mate how are you just, <laughs> <That was it. laughs> I'm gay, thanks, mate. How are you? That was it. It was like it okay.
2: Gay <laughs> used to mean just happy, like back yeah, in Lennon's, forty. L- so it's like, they went this, to an old boys school. antiquated nomenclature. Is that, is that no?
1: The- Landon knew they went. They went to an old boys school, and it wasn't a secret.
0: Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, there were uh-huh.
1: three of them. It was my friend Landon, and their friend Daniel, and their friend Chris. Mm. And what ended up happening uh, was. You know, Chris was gay, Lennon and Daniel are straight and Lennon occasionally gets complaints from uh, Daniel that the only clubs Chris wants to go to are gay clubs. Now Chris has settled down, it's made it easier, he'll go to straight clubs with his uh, partner. Hmm. But it was the uh, it was it was interesting. I think that's something that Should not be a problem. Um, Guys, we're going to go to break. We're still trying to get a hold of David Winters. This is a problem. I love the show and I love that it's set up this way. But when we're dealing with someone in the other country, this can happen. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to blame Alexis somehow. I'm I'm kidding. I'm sure it's not her fault. But when we come back, we will either be on with David Winters or I will answer the next 40 questions on Jesus Christ that we have Mm -hmm. on Twitter on porn. I'm Sum Helene. We are on with my co host, host of The Militant Moderate, and our resident porn expert right now, Paul Michael Bolton. We'll be right back.
3: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you think about what you really want are you looking to change or perfect your environment your value your life we can help tune in to everyday news with the blantons hosted by husband and wife team mark and dr latasha blanton our program will help you find the answers to make the changes in your life with inspiring guests that can help you find your sense of place in the world and how you view it listen live every monday at 9 a.m eastern time 6 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
0: You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes.
1: G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan. And uh, I don't know if we're going to get David Winters on. It looks like there has been a time zone mix-up. Which I think this is like the third time we've had this happen on the show. So somehow I'm going to make this Alexis's fault. We did just have news come in. Um, apparently there are women protesting pose nude in the middle of London to... Um, Ooh, do, we, do we
2: have pictures? Do we okay, we be do, picture. but, they're, but
1: right. they are um, protesting Victoria's Secret, which kind of pisses me off because I like that company. But whatever. Uh, so the big thing right now is there's
2: protest in London.
1: Okay. I haven't seen pictures. I think they're just wearing nude bodysuits. We'll see. So the officially the most hated video of the year is YouTube Rewind.
2: I think that's of all time. It is it of all time? Yes. Uh, I believe it passed. Uh, there was a Justin Bieber music video that got to be the most hated, but it was also like one of the most popular. So it's hate and likes, it's likes and dislikes. Because we're, we're not talking hate, we're talking dislikes, the most disliked
1: video of all time. Video
2: of all time.
1: Nice. So, well, I, I do want to give a quick shout out and say thank you to A-Rod. He's the one that told us about the uh, the most disliked video of all time. Hi, A-Rod. I'm happy you're back on. Um,
2: i just a leaf in the wind. So, yeah.
1: Paul's like, I'm just here. Kay. Yeah. Um, but So A-Rod told us about this video, and I haven't seen it, and Paul hadn't seen it, but apparently it is the most disliked video of all time.
2: Yeah, now I do believe, because it's uh, generally the YouTube Rewind video, which, if you don't know, it's kind of like a look back at all the people who uh, were on, uh, who were impact on YouTube. Who So they get all the YouTube creators, all the YouTubers, uh, people who put their stuff, you know, like the yodeling kid will wind up in it. Uh, but I think, what's the hate this year? Is that because they, they didn't get as many people in? Because that's always been an issue. You know? Where like, some of the biggest YouTubers will be in like, an extra, in like one scene for like two seconds and boom, they're done. Done. But it's that it's kind of hard. You know? Like, remember the We Are the World <laughs> music video? There were people angry that they didn't spend all the time on Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. or Dan Aykroyd hardly got any FaceTime. But you know, Everybody with these things?
1: Okay, well, if Dan Aykroyd doesn't get enough FaceTime, I understand the complaint there. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's uh, kind of awesome, but I'm—I'm really—I don't know. I get the—I get the anger, I get the hate. Everyone wants to see what they want to see, but you've got to chill out. I think it was right. We should have left it with Justin Bieber being the most hated thing of all time,
2: right? Which was more, yeah, but like like I said, the Justin Bieber thing was more understandable. Uh, because and it got a hell of a lot more views, you know, than the YouTube re- rewind thing did. So that's there's a lot of directed hate at this YouTube video. You think
1: there is? Um, I do want to say we got a lot of complaints about the guy we had on last week, and every time we have anyone associated with uh, Truthfully Trisha, we get a whole bunch of complaints, guys. Not everyone is perfect. I know you had complaints with the guy last week. We had people that love Trisha and hated Trisha and this and that. If you get a chance, help the woman get off of social media. We will give her counseling. Seriously, please. Um, That was just a response because we got a lot of responses to that last week. And to the lady that wrote in, there was apparently Sandy Hook Elementary had to evacuate um, due to a bomb threat on the 6th anniversary of the massacre.
2: Jesus Okay, I know that's been that's been a thing that's been going around around. I know there's mm-hmm. Cal State, uh, a couple of colleges around here. and here's the thing. bomb threats always go up around finals or midterms, the midterms.
1: Yeah. Well, they're saying with the elementary school, it was mm-hmm. done on the anniversary.
2: Okay, um, that is done by that is something committed by a very dark soul.
1: Yeah, All that right. was it, it's the sixth anniversary of the the Sandy Hook massacre. So I'm I'm not even sure what to say about that to the guys asking on uh, Twitter. What Paul and I think, um, I have no words.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I hope you find happiness someplace, whoever you are, because obviously you are nowhere near that right now.
1: See, I'm hoping for a deep hole in hell, but we each, you know, each to their own. Uh, <laughs> on on a, another terrible note, Mag and Merkel's getting a lot of hate in the press, and we've had people write in trying to figure out uh, how the actress became part of the royal family.
2: Uh, the, the ginger prince loved
1: her? Well, apparently that mustn't, what is it and why did he marry a black woman? Um, FYI, guys, Queen Charlotte and Queen Isabella way back uh, were Moors. So that's not like a new thing in the royal family at all. But she is the first American aside from uh, Wallace Simpson, who was a Nazi sympathizer. But I don't think we have to worry about that with Meghan Markle.
2: Mmm it's like she's how how far away would she be from being queen?
1: Uh she'd be eighth in sixth in the line.
2: And that would be she would only be queen if uh the the ginger guy guy uh was king, right? If so
1: essentially if something if happened something to happened to
2: him before after everybody Prince William, happened, Princess oh.
1: Charlotte
2: uh-huh. Prince,
1: uh, Prin- Prince William, Prince George, Princess Charlotte, Prince Louis.
2: Oh, I'm finding so hard to give a shit. But uh, okay, so.
1: But my question is, who gives a flaming fuck?
2: Yeah. Yeah, love who you want, marry who you want. Mm, you know, hey man, a ginger got that good-looking a girl. Gives hopes to us all out there. I tell you.
1: Yeah, but Paul, in his defense, he was a prince.
2: Still a ginger.
1: <laughs> I always thought Prince Harry was good looking. Don't judge me. Um I always thought he was of a very ginger
2: myself, so you know, I get it.
1: I, I like redheads, so. Mm. But you guys I, I don't know, I don't get the up I don't get the upset here. You go, Americans make movies all the time about, you know, American girls coming from nothing and being nothing and marrying a prince. You finally get the real life story and all of a sudden everyone's pissy with it. What, princess diaries were okay, but this isn't cool? Oh, they're just pissed that it wasn't them,
2: all right? <laughs> so, you know, hell, I am on a, on a small level, even if it okay. would mean that I would have to marry a ginger. But, you know, still.
1: Let's See, I would marry Prince Harry in a heartbeat, because you don't have the pressure of being queen. Mm. And I think he's cute. To the woman that wrote in, but he is uncircumcised, yes, the English do not usually circumcise. Is that a problem? Is that a thing? Uh,
2: it's weird. But, What's you weird? know, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm, Jewish down there, so it's fine.
1: I don't see a problem on my like, Maybe I just haven't seen enough to give a damn. Um, we had one minute left. I'm so glad we ended on that note. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if we would've any longer, we'd have brought up space docking.
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to discuss that next week.
2: No, um, we won't. I'm gonna,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to put this the same way I put anything. I get pissy when you guys body shame women. Don't penis shame men. Let them be however they are. And I didn't ever think that would be something I'd have to defend.
2: But if you're if you're putting penis uh, lights in your penis and little noisemakers and stuff like that, we will reserve the right to make fun of you.
1: That Yes, that that is different.
2: <laughs> Aftermarket hardware
3: <laughs>
1: is different. Doesn't count. Then we get to make fun. Uh-huh. All right, guys. I'm really sorry we didn't get David Winters on. I promise I'll give you an update next week and see what happened. But I did have a good time talking to Paul and to the whole bunch of people on Twitter. I'm sorry I did not answer your porn questions. <laughs> um, find Paul. Maybe we I'll put up just, a link maybe, to Paul. Maybe
2: we should just do a, a show. Oh, you no know, one. Just, just one J you know, I... Answer everything.
1: That's a good as, a, Let's do that. We'll do questions for Paul. So, guys, get your questions ready. We'll set up an episode where you can ask Paul everything about porn. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate and apparently your porn guru, Paul mm-hmm. Michael Boland. Mm-hmm. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week.